Hello, dance family. This is Ray Ray Salsa, and I'm coming to you after a very long and drawn-out delay from our last podcast, which was in February, where we hosted Evie's Turley from Rich Dance Studio. And there's been a lot going on this uh, year, and I just kind of want to tell you all where we've been, uh, what we've been doing, and how dynamic this year has truly been. First off, I want to give a shout out to Dulce Rodriguez, uh, my co-host for this event, who is still a dear, dear friend. Uh, however, she spoke to me and we talk a lot, and she just mentioned how she wants to kind of move her career and her passions in other directions outside of uh, podcasting. So with that, of course, I understand you've got to go where your passion is. And she, her passion is singing and dancing, performing, and not so much talking on podcasts. And this is something that we both agreed, okay, that's fine. And, of course, uh, she'll be a avid fan. And most likely, I may decide to invite her, you know, to come back if she is nice to me uh, for a special guest appearance. She is definitely a special guest. So, yes, that was early, and then she ended up, uh, after, you know, January, of course, COVID was still a big deal, and it still is a big deal. Didn't really know where this was going. Dancing was starting to come back with, of course, COVID precautions in the uh, Oklahoma area. During that time, uh, she ended up buying a house and focused all of her energies on buying the house, and I was... Of course, glad to help her in her process to move into her new home. Congratulations for that. And then I began working towards my retirement uh, very, very diligently. I was occupying a great deal of my time planning for retirement, trying to find a home. I lived in Lawton at the time. And for those who don't know, I'm uh, a retired U.S. Army officer, and I spent my last few years in the Army at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. While I was there, of course, trying to get my kids um, ready to move and prep to move, identify schools, identify housing. I'm big in planning and processing, and the process to get out of the Army is detailed and extensive. So I focused on me getting out of the Army. Uh, I started teaching here in Oklahoma City at International Dance Studio after Hazel Lopez, the proprietor of the studio, uh, approached me and asked me to come and help her teach the Latin dance program there at International Dance Studio or iDance. Uh, the challenge there, of course, I lived in Lawton. I traveled to uh, Oklahoma City, which is about an hour and a half away uh, every week, and started uh, teaching dance and learning the program and trying to find my little niche in that in that studio there. And, of course, I was honored that she reached out to me and asked me and very glad to take it up in this wonderful studio with six dance studios inside the building. And I'm able to go there and just help grow the community from there. So I began doing that, back to teaching, uh, helping her with the socials we put on, doing the introduction uh, dance class at the beginning of each social. Then my daughter gets engaged to be married at 18 years old and starts making plans for her 
and her soon-to-be, which is now, she's mar- now married to an, a soldier stationed in Colorado. Congratulations to them. And uh, I like the kid. I would like him more if he wasn't my son-in-law, but I like him regardless. He's a great kid, and they're do- making very good decisions together. But, of course, we had the end of the school year. We had two children, uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, and my oldest son. They both graduated high school, so we, of course, had to focus on graduation of high school. Then after they graduated high school, then, of course, completing the school for my uh, youngest son and my baby girl, my daughter. I'm a single father of four children, uh, two of which are now out of the house. But with this, we had to start preparing after we got into the summer, preparing for the move to Oklahoma City, where I have now bought a house. I relocated to Oklahoma City while I was still working at Fort Sill. So there's a lot of traveling back and forth for the month of months of July and August. I put a lot of miles in my car going back to uh, Fort Sill every day. And then, we, of course, we bought the house, got things moved into the house. That was a big deal. Then, of course... I got my retirement complete in September. I say complete, being that I'm not fully retired until January 1 of 2022, so I'm on vacation time. I'm, I am growing my beard for the first time ever in my life. That's a different uh, adventure there. And uh, getting established here in Oklahoma City. I'm also looking for another job, so I'm building resumes and sending resumes out, and I've continued to do interviews for that. I... Uh, I've been, of course, focusing my dance at uh, International Dance Studio and supporting uh, the other studios in the Oklahoma City area, 360, where Salsa Maritza works, and you've all met her, uh, Clips and Hips, Adelante Dance Studio down more uh, south of here in Moore, Oklahoma, and Reach Dance Studio, where you guys most recently met the uh, owner of that, Evie's uh, Torley. So, of course, I'm still very busy in a dance community, uh, more busy now that I'm retired. you think I'd be retired and take a break. I haven't really rested much. So now I'm getting back into it. It's the, uh, currently November 2nd, and it's my youngest daughter's birthday, happy birthday, baby. And we're continuing to move into all these adventures. Of course, in the summer, my daughter got married, and uh, she's now making plans to go uh, she still had to stay here for a little bit after the wedding, so they're still she's still going to go and move to Colorado uh, with her new husband here, hopefully by the end of the year, where she can go and they can now be in their family and their adventure in life. My oldest son stayed in Lawton where he has a job. He has a girlfriend. He's very happy. So I empty nest is starting to get there. I have half of them out, and I have the other half uh, still here, and we're enjoying life. I was also, uh, a friend of mine gave me a, as a retirement gift, a Great Dane puppy at three months old and was still larger than most full-grown dogs you see today. He's now at seven months and he eats a lot. His name is Lieutenant Brutus and he's a great dog, great puppy. Of course, puppies are like babies. They have to be supervised all the time. We continue to work with training him. So that's been the adventures of Ray Ray Salsa in 2021 so far. Uh, the retirement was a big event where I had the retirement ceremony and getting all that paperwork out so I can actually now focus on the next portion of my life. So I'm very happy for that.
yes, this is going to be, uh, we'll hopefully take this back up, bringing in new people. Of course, uh, I have a, a few new ideas for a co-host. It's a lot more interactive when you have a co-host there to uh, keep me in check and give me some times when I don't have to talk and don't have to try to fill in all the white space. So we're going to move on to our actual topic, and what we're going to talk today is about how to learn to dance. Don't believe the lies. A lot of people hear this, oh, I can't dance. I have no rhythm, or I have two left feet. And I'm here to debunk those lies. It's not just for dance. What I'm talking about also is if you want to learn to sing, or you want to learn to write, or if you want to go to college, or if you want to go to a vocational school, and you just don't think you've always been told you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you don't think that you are good enough, smart enough, you tell yourself, yeah, I can't do that. I'm here to break those lies and encourage you to take on the challenge and to unlimit your belief system. And that's what we're going to talk about here in the next uh, 30 or 40 minutes. And we're going to have a few breaks in between. But anyway, we're going to take a break now. Thank you for listening and thank you for catching up. And we sure thank you for your loyal uh, listenership and for the loyal listeners that participate and uh, download the podcast here. So I will be right back. And I'm back. And so I just gave a quick rundown on audio with what we've been doing for this last since February of 2021. Uh, Talk about Dulce. Uh, She will be coming back to the program as a guest speaker on occasion. Uh, She found that podcasting was uh, not really where she would rather go, so she's going in another direction. However, she's still a dear friend, and she will continue to be a part of my life and a part of the Oklahoma City dance community. I'm going to try this with a video for the first time. I've never done the video and the audio, and I may try to put this up in YouTube as well. But this way I can kind of show a few examples of what we're talking about. And if any of you don't know, I've been doing some TikTok work also. I know I'm probably too old for TikTok, as they say. Uh, I turn 42 next month. Yay me. Uh, So... I've been doing a TikTok, and a lot of TikTok discussions I've had, of course, you know, one to three minutes only, are just little tidbits like dance tip from Ray Ray Salsa, and you can find it at on TikTok at Ray Ray Salsa. And then from there, I've been doing different things, just kind of trying to add to, in, in the lieu of not doing the podcast, the discussion and the growth for the community. Uh, so one of the things I've been talking about on the TikTok, and I want to really hit more at home here now, is practicing and really learning salsa, especially or dance of any kind. You can apply a lot of this stuff to any kind of task, talent that you may pursue, whether it's music, singing, uh, tennis, martial arts. It's all applicable because if you're learning something and it requires a physical action, then you're going to have to practice and practice and practice. And what does it take to really practice? Well, I've been watching two students uh, of, my, of mine, and they've been students of other schools here in Oklahoma City as well, grow from beginner students who didn't know about, uh, in this case, salsa and bachata, and they started taking kazomba lessons from me. So I gave them some uh, fundamental kazomba lessons. 
And then just watching these two ladies as a mother and daughter team grow from not being able to dance very well to where they are now. And part of why they've done so well and grown so fast isn't just their practice, but they've been going to multiple studios. They go and practice what they learn as socials, and they really try to, it's been a big kind of priority for them. They've actually found an addiction when it comes to dance. And of course, I love talking about dance addictions and how I'm willing to feed that uh, addiction as well. And they've been, of course, very, very uh, good friends of mine and very special to me. I'm going to talk about a few things. I've been reading a lot of books recently. Books uh, like Peak, I'm going to show it to you by Anders Ericsson. And he talks about how to uh, attain a level of expertise in anything. How you go from zero to hero in whatever topic, whatever skill, whatever talent, whatever thing you want to do as performance related and how you can use your memory, how you can grow in your memory and use your mind. Because I mentioned in one of my TikTok videos, whenever you're practicing, you're practicing, it's actually not muscle memory, but it's what I would call neuro memory because you're building those neural pathways in your brain, which allows you to think faster in those areas or when you're trying to do something. Think when you try to drive a car for the first time, trying to control the speed keep the car in the lines, you're trying to watch a 360 all around you, you're trying to make sure you know where you're going and you're thinking ahead of where you're trying to get to, and you're doing all that, and at first, that was very challenging for all of us. We'd end up going too slow, or we'd have to speed up and we'd end up going too fast, or we'd start swerving a little bit, or we didn't quite know how to make this turn, how, how fast you had to be, we were nervous, and we were concerned because of the level of responsibility. But after a while, you get to the point where some people are sitting there, they're listening to music, having a conversation on the phone, texting somebody and driving a stick shift. Now, I'm not saying that's what you should do. That's foolish. But what I'm getting to is you have the, the people call and historically muscle memory, but really you've gotten to so good and at the fundamentals of driving that you don't have to think about it anymore don't have to focus on it. It's just a habit now. It's like when you drive home. Half the time you drive home from work, you've been driving home the same route for years. You don't even think about the route. You know where you need to be. Your mind's already got you there. You know the track. Just go there without thinking and you can focus on other things. And that's where you want to do with dance. And so when you're talking about practicing dance, both I have Peak here and then I also read a book uh, called uh, Limitless by Jim Quick. He also has a podcast uh, called The Quick Brain. It's a phenomenal podcast. It's a great book. They're both great books when it comes to learning how to use your mind and how to grow. And one of the things in peak that you hear is people will say, well, that person has a natural talent. Or that person is really dedicated. So, they're automatically attributing that person some special skill, some special innate talent that they have that the person talking claims they don't have. I hear it all the time, oh, I don't have any rhythm. I have two left feet. That's a sign that you've limited yourself. You've said, I can't do this, and so I won't. 
How many people here really, really want to you know, dream of learning to sing? That's my thing. And actually, Dulce has been getting on to me because I told her that I'd kind of like to take on uh, maybe trying to learn to sing. It was a challenge for me. And so whenever I talk to her, first thing she says after I mention the idea, have you gotten singing lessons yet? Have you gotten singing lessons yet? Have you gotten singing lessons yet? And she's always, you know, I won't say badgering, but she's holding me accountable for an area that I want to grow in. But I've been told my whole life, Ray, you can't sing, or you should sing solo, you know, the solo you can't, we can't hear you. I've always been told I was tone deaf. But recently, doing some karaoke, I've had some people saying, hey, Ray, that's all right. So I know I'm not a good singer. But I'm going to take lessons. I'm not going to limit myself saying, oh, I can never sing. I may only impress people at a karaoke bar. But I'm going to enjoy doing it. But one thing that Peek says is when you attribute that level of talent or innate talent where you're born with that skill, you're, one, devaluing their hard work their studies, their lessons that they've been practicing over and over. Another thing they say is, oh, he's just really motivated. She's really motivated. I'm not that motivated. Well, they're really passionate. And that's the difference. How passionate are you? Like me, I can't play video games for any length of time and enjoy it. I'm not good at it. But one thing I'm not as passionate about getting on to Call of Duty and seeing how many people I can kill, or as my kids would say, yeet out of the uh, system or out of the program so they can respawn later. I don't care about that, so I don't practice it. It's not something I go out of my way to do is sit there and try to figure out, okay, how can I be really good at this? I don't have the muscle memory or the neuro memory of where to put my fingers and thumbs and it's not important to me. I'd rather be out dancing or reading a book or listening to a podcast. I'd rather be out there making myself better at other things that are important to me like dancing and teaching the dance. And so when people say, oh, they have an innate, innate talent or people say, oh, you're just talented. You can dance like that. I was not talented. I had two left feet. I was that stereotypical white guy who could not you know, bounce up and down over and over very well because I was not skilled. I'd never had a dance lesson until 2015. What happened is I fell in love with dance. I had, you know, of course, I've mentioned this before. I have uh, ADHD. And so for people with ADHD, they're always chasing what gives them dopamine. For some people, it's video games. Some people, it's cars. Some people, it's, you know, living. Uh, they are just adrenaline junkies. I found that dopamine in dance and learning to teach dance. And so I actually fell in love with dance. I wanted to learn everything about it. And I was so happy that I found a passion. And this passion I found number of, you know, in 2015. And I'm still at it today. So I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. I'm going to go and see. I have some pizza because my kids said they're making pizza. And I'll talk to you all soon. So I'm back. That was a really good meal. Just a quick uh, bite of pizza. People sit here and they're talking about, you know, the innate talent. But it's not innate. Like I said, I didn't know how to dance. I had to learn. When I started learning... 
it was hard just to do the basic step. I basically had to learn to walk again in a certain way. I have my muscles weren't used to moving and using working this way. My hip muscles hurt so bad after my first dance lesson because I weren't I was not used to walking and moving in that repetitive fashion. In order for you to get better and significantly better, you have to learn how to do these basic fundamentals without thinking about it, just like driving a car. And a buddy of mine, I'm going to try to find it here real quick, he put a quote, and he's a salsa instructor in the Phoenix, Arizona, and one of the finest mumbo instructors and teachers I've ever seen. And he had a, he puts quotes, his name is Lawrence Garcia, and he says, foundational movements lead to beautiful dynamic movements. Never skip the basics. Master them, you'll need them later. I know when I first started, I just wanted to get, I wanted to be like those guys on dance floor. I was seeing and watching them just lead these ladies into these amazing moves, hitting, oh wow, bam, right in that, breaking the music or on that, you know, just hitting the music and just having a great time doing these complicated movements. And I thought, wow, I want to be like that. What I didn't know is what it took to be like that. So I would go and just try to get more complex movements, more complex movements, but I was missing, in the first year, I was missing some foundational and fundamental uh, concepts and I won't say tasks, just some of the fundamentals that I needed to learn and memorize. Things about how to do the basic step again. Oh, it hurt my pride to have to go back and relearn the basic step. Well, really challenged me when I, and I had to go and learn the basic step on two because I first started dancing salsa on one. And then I had to learn the basic step as a follow on one and on two. And that's where I said, okay, I'm not going to grow my repertoire for right now. I'm going to expand my repertoire for right now. And expanding the repertoire is what allows you to have that good foundation really break down the fundamentals, work on that basic step. And of course, I, I harp on this with one of my, one of my uh, soapboxes, and I'll try not to stay on it too long. You gotta learn music. Without music, dance is just random movement. Dancing is a combination, or the, con or the consolidation, of three art forms. Body movement, which is an art form, music, and poetry. Poetry and music creates majority of the songs we hear today. But you can have, they're all three separate, but dancing's combining the three. And you can combine the three, but you cannot, you can not necessarily know the poetry because maybe you're dancing to a song in a language you don't understand. I speak French pretty well, I speak Spanish less. So I don't understand every song and every word and every phrase that comes on in a salsa or bachata song because the majority of them are in Spanish. I don't speak any Portuguese and a lot of the songs in Kizomba are written in Portuguese. I don't speak any Portuguese. So I can't dance to the poetry in the song. But I have to be able to dance to the music. Otherwise, you're just making random motions. And that's one thing that as a beginner I didn't realize. 
that, oh, there's actually a structure to music. And I've been, of course, I've preached about the structure of music and musicality and finding the one. I still refer you to Don Barnes. Uh, unlock the Unlikely Cicero, you can find him on YouTube. Give him a donation. Give him a plug. He w- He's a percussionist and he's also a dancer. And he breaks music and musicality and music theory down to the bottom line, up front, down to dirty Barney style. Which is exactly what I needed. I had no clue. But you have to learn this stuff and you have to practice it and you have to realize it. And that when you come to a peak or you come to a plateau in your learning, like I just can't get this, I'm having trouble. That's where you have to stop and say, all right, I can get this. Let's just find another way to learn it. I had a student recently working on timing, on salsa timing and the moves. He was having a hard time in the crossbody lead. But it wasn't the crossbody lead footwork he was having a hard time with. It was the break on the four and the eight and salsa. So instead of frustrating him, I said, let's move on. Let's come back to this. Because it wasn't the footwork. It wasn't the movement he was having problems with. It was getting that salsa rhythm, the salsa beat, the one, two, three, four. Four, five, six, seven. A quick, quick, slow. Quick, quick, slow. And we were able to do that. He got it finally. Not even finally. He got it really quickly afterwards. And then he went back and he did the cross by a lead. And that was it. And he did it well. He did it well. So we need to be able to understand that learning something, if it's something you're passionate about, you'll find a way. You'll find a way. And if you really want to learn te- learn to dance and be that impressive person on a dance floor, don't limit yourself by saying, oh, I don't have that talent. You have the talent. You have the mind. You have the capability. I don't care. I, w- I grew up thinking I was not smart enough because of my ADHD to do anything. I'm sitting here with a master's degree. And I have had a successful army career. But when I listen to what I told myself and what I told that other people tell me, I limited myself. I'm done limiting myself outside of what my physical parameters can do. I could, I will not be able to join the NBA today. I am five foot six or I am 166 centimeters for, you know, our European. Listeners, I'm not a tall guy. I'm not going to join that. However, I can still learn basketball. I can still learn to have fun. I can still learn to sing, and I intend to. Yes, Dulce, I will get myself a singing coach and practice singing. I'm going to do that. Not so I can go and get be, be a big star, so I can enjoy the new skill, so I can go and karaoke and you know, have fun, and people can clap me on the back, and I can my ego can get bigger. But who needs a bigger ego? All guys have egos. That's why we try to work so hard to be good at something. All people. So, practicing. Another thing I want to talk about when it comes to how to get good, how to become a good student, be a good student, or be a good dancer, and that's is I got to reach over here real quick. Jim Quick makes a statement, and he says it on his podcast all the time, and it is. Just an awesome statement that knowledge is not power alone. 
Knowledge is only power when you put it to work. So if you start taking dance lessons or if you start taking singing lessons or if you start whatever you're trying to learn, you're not going to sustain that if you don't have a purpose for it. If you don't have a goal in mind. So for me, at first, learning salsa, I just wanted to go and have fun and be impressive. I wanted my ego to be rubbed. I wanted to go and have a good time and dance with you know people. And people say, wow, that was good. We need to have a purpose. So what when it comes to dancing, what's the purpose for your dancing? What do you want to do? Do you want to be a performer? Do you want to be a social dancer? Do you want to be a choreographer? Do you want to be a teacher? See, learning to dance, you have those three areas you can go. You can either learn to teach, learn to perform, learn to choreograph. And there are three separate skills. But they all require a dancer. So once you become a proficient dancer, then you decide what are you going to do with it. You just want a social dance? Have fun. Great. You know what? That is exactly what we're here to do is help people be social dancers, help people be performers, expand the art, grow people's talent. That's what we're here to do. And that's nothing to be looked down upon. I think it's great. And then you're going to go out there. But in order for you to do that, you have to go to a social dance. You have to go where other students go. I'd say, yeah, go to a bar. I've already discussed this in previous podcasts about going to bars. Unless you take another student, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who is a student like you. Now you can go and find dance partners, sure. Um, but I prefer, and this is a bar that's known for its, you know, the dance. And there, is, there are bars out there where all the greatest dancers go to that bar and, or that club, and that's where they dance. And that's, that's where you want to go, where there are other dance students who want to practice. Plus, when you ask a lady to dance, you don't, don't have to worry about getting punched in the face by their significant other. A dance social, it's pretty normal to da- ask people to dance. And there's no, I've never seen a fight at a dance social, ever. Uh, so f- find a purpose with it. If you're taking dance lessons somewhere, go somewhere to dance. Join a performance team. Say, well, I'm just a beginner. A lot of schools have performance teams for beginners, intermediate, semi-pro and pro. It's a great way to learn. If you can, if your mind learns that way, it's a great way to learn. Learn a choreo. Now, be careful trying to do that choreo on a dance floor with a different song because that choreo is written for one song. But the movements you can apply and it actually helps build your dance repertoire, your, your, your kit bag of dance moves. Their styling moves. So I want to see people continue to pursue, continue to strive for uh, growth in dance and not limit themselves. If you're a new dancer, you've never danced before, get out there and take a class. But take a class with a purpose in mind that you will go and dance. Another reason to go to dance socials uh, is it's, well, one, it's if you have a significant other, it's a cheap date. You know, most socials in Oklahoma, it's $10 or $12 to get in for cover. And, you know, they have snacks. You can bring your own snacks and drinks and food. And then you can just dance. And it's safe. It's fun. I've seen, I've danced with kids. I've danced with senior citizens. It's a safe environment to go to. And it's just, you're going to have a lot of fun. 
most of those socials they have a beginning dance i do the intro dance class our social i dance uh and it's enough to get you on a dance floor but that one class i just repeat the same lessons over and over for that one class just enough to get the beginner student on the dance floor so go ahead there and go out there and try to get yourself a place where you can social dance there are limits i know in uh so I've lived a lot of smaller towns in my life, and there were just no place for hours drive. I lived in a small town in Arizona. I had to drive an hour and a half for one uh, dance social, three hours for Phoenix and the other social. I did it. I wasn't dancing every day, but I did it. When I lived in Lawton, I had to drive an hour and a half to Oklahoma City or three hours to Dallas. I did it. If you're really passionate, and again, that passion is something you, you can't just make passion. If you're not passionate about dance, then don't be a dancer. You tried it. Great. Good job. Glad, proud of you. Let's see what else we can find to help build that dopamine in you, to help you actually feel good and be, stay healthy and have fun. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's stamp collecting. I don't know. For me, it was dancing. Another t- lesson you can do for uh, to help improve dancing, there may be some people who disagree with this, but I know some authors and even some PhDs who studied education. In fact, the, I can't remember the author, but the book was Teaching Students How to Learn. And that author made a statement that I thought was very real and it was actually what helped me learn uh, quickly. Not as quickly as I did, because some people look at, oh, you've been dancing for six years, how do you get that good? Well, this is probably why. I focus on the fundamentals. And I learned with the intent to teach. If you learn with the intent to teach, you will develop a higher level of expertise. And in dance, if you're going to teach the dance, you can't just know the lead or the follow. If you just learn the lead and the follow, you only know half the dance. You only can teach half the dance. And sometimes you might be the only teacher. So you learn both the lead and the follow. And then you learn how to explain that in microscopic detail. And now you're building that neural pathways in your mind that actually expands. And now you get more information. And oh, by the way, every time you teach a basics or a beginner's class, those teachers are practicing the fundamentals every time they do a warm-up. You people wonder how did the how did dance teachers get so good? Because every time they teach a class, they teach the fundamentals and they warm up with fundamentals. So they're always practicing the fundamentals. That's how they get so good. Because like Lawrence Garcia said, foundational movement or fundamental movement, but foundational movements lead to beautiful dynamic movements. You can't skip the, the, the fundamentals. You can't skip the foundations. You have to always go back to the foundations. And people, I don't know, one student said, all you ever do is the foundations. We always do fundamentals. Left turn, right turn, cross by lead, basic step. Because, and he was frustrated. He didn't accept the fact that he was trying to skip some of those lessons. And his dancing, it was evident in his dancing. So that's what I'm going to say about uh, trying to learn to dance, trying to learn to teach, trying to learn something. You are not limited. You are not limited. 
you are limited by saying, so okay, if, if even I'll say even if you have a prosthetic leg, you can learn to dance. Never I've danced with a lady with a prosthetic arm. I've seen a blind man dancing. I've seen a blind man dancing. You limit yourself and you allow other people lie and limit you. I'm gonna say do not limit yourself. Do not believe those lies. That, oh, you can't carry a tune, so you're never going to be a singer. Do you want to sing? Take a dance. Take a singing lesson. Oh, I, I have two left feet. I can never learn dance. Do you want to learn dance? Take a dance lesson. Well, I don't know anything about mechanics. I'm not smart enough. Take a class. Try to change your own oil. You want to learn to build something? Take a class. Don't limit yourself. Educate yourself. Do not be afraid to learn something new. And that's what I notice is the difference between dancers and artists. Well, dancers, I'm going to say, I can speak for dancing. A lot of dancers I know have higher education. And it's not because, oh, it takes higher education. It's because they learn how to learn. And they love to learn. And they used those steps they learned, they had to use in the university and they apply it to dance. Okay, before you can do math, you, the calculus, you have to know your multiplication tables. Before you can write poetry, you have to know what a verb is. So they understand that process and they're willing to start over, learn something new and build up. So I'm going to let you go. I hope this goes well. I'm going to try to upload this, um, see how it goes. But we, this is uh, Ray Ray Salsa, and I'm going to be heading out of here to teach my uh, salsa and bachata class here in a few minutes at International Dance Studio. Salsa at 6, bachata at 7, and after that, it'll be beer 30 for me. So you all have a great day. Godspeed, and see you on the dance floor.